0: What's up, buds?
1: Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm happy to be joined by co-host Greg Young. How you doing, Greg? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I figured it has
0: been, like, forever since we did one, just the two of us, so I'm kind of glad that uh, it's just the, the two co-hosts uh, doing doing it doing it solo today.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes it's nice just to have some downtime and, uh, you know, just, just have some time to reflect. I mean, the Capitals are are resting players, and I guess we're resting our superstar guests. So yeah. <laughs> don't 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 say that too much, because uh we, we don't we don't like Kevin and uh,
0: JP to get bigger heads than they already have. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys and they're they're great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Well, uh, on a more somber note, I just wanted to start the podcast with our condolences to the Oshie family. Um Obviously a big loss today with T.J. Oshie's father passing away, which is um, really unfortunate. I mean, it was certainly one of the most emotional things when watching the Capitals win the Stanley Cup was how much it meant to the Oshis. So, uh, condolences on their loss, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I know that that's one of the clips that has gotten circulated again today. Of course, the Oshi saying that this is something he thinks his dad's going to remember for the rest of his life. And, uh, you know, I think that Alzheimer's is something that a lot of people, myself included, know the kind of horrible consequences of it. And, uh, it's you you feel for them and uh it's it, good on the Capitals for giving Oshi the time and space that he needs and uh you know, I just I you wanna say, Oh, hopefully he'll come back soon, but frankly, take whatever. There's more important things than hockey. Uh I, I just hope they're doing well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um complete change of topic, Greg. Today is day <laughs> the fourth. Um I don't know if you're a big Star Wars fan, but uh I've Obviously, watched all the Star Wars movies,
0: so <laughs> including uh the, the Skywalker one that was really bad, so
1: Alright, we're not gonna talk about Star Wars. Not that I disagree with your take on that movie, but uh The last
0: one you liked you liked episode nine? No. No I didn't. Okay, good. No, no no. I thought that was awful.
1: No, the only one of the sequel trilogy that I really enjoyed was the one that was a complete remake of uh the a New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, so uh, but I enjoyed The Force Awakens a good bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: all I the stuff it. that wasn't on the gambling planet I liked. All the, yeah. like, that, that, that I thought those scenes were pretty bad, but the rest of it I thought was pretty good.
1: You're thinking of The Last Jedi.
0: Am I? Oh, yeah, I totally am thinking about that, are and I? Yeah, I liked The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was fine. I just, like, like I said, all the stuff on the casino island was bad, and I thought everything else in that movie worked.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it was kind of they did a lot to kind of break existing precedent and, um, you know, try to try to mix it up in The Force Awakens. And that's kind of what Tom Wilson did when he was playing. Wow.
0: Nicely done. I'm giving you an A plus
1: for that one. Well, yeah, Tom Wilson against the Rangers was um, kind of crossed the line again. Um, I want to get your take on it before I kind of stand on my soapbox and and give what I think. But Wilson today has been issued a fine, the, the maximum that he could have gotten um, for roughing of, I'm not going to pronounce his name, the analytics guy that people everyone loves in, on um, the ring. That's the one, uh, he, um I don't know. I guess I just want to get your thoughts on it before I go any further.
0: There you go. So, all right, let's, let's break this down first off and let's separate out the Artemi Panarin part because I know that that got a lot of attention. I think for me, that part's pretty clear that Panarin was the one that instigated that he's the one that grabbed him from behind and Wilson threw him down. But that's something you see a million times like I didn't think that was suspension worthy, nor really fine worthy, frankly, and I think the NHL ended up agreeing with us on that. So let's, let's separate that out. And Focusing on the Buznevich hit, I think that it's... I didn't like the hit either, and I think that there's a few kind of angles to it that are worth considering. And uh, I'm not going to talk yet about the discourse, although I'll kind of branch into that just a tiny bit at the end here. I think with the hit, though, there's... He's on the ground, Buznevich, in a prone position, and Wilson hit him in the back of the head. And that's dumb, and it's wrong, and it's dangerous. And I think it's dumb and wrong and dangerous for the reasons we say. All these hits are dumb, wrong, and dangerous. It is potentially concussion-worthy. I think Buchnevich ended up being okay, but it's still a huge risk. Um, And I know that there was talk about, oh, he kicked him before, and yada, yada, or that Buznevich had kind of— kicked Vanacek, I think the video on that, for me, frankly, I've watched it a few times. I think it's pretty inconclusive that that's what was happening. And even if he was kicking him, Wilson's punch in the back of the head was basically simultaneous with the kick. So I don't really buy that as an excuse, frankly. I think that it's, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of context if you want to say it, but I think the bigger context here is that it's net front scrum and these things do happen, but at the same time, Like, I think the big question, and I think this is kind of where the discourse comes in, is should this happen or not? Like, are these the kind of things that we want to see, like people getting punched in the back of the head and stuff like that? And I think for Caps fans, I know it can be frustrating that, you know, because we see it and we see Wilson get these kind of things and we say, okay, he's being singled out and this happens a million times each night. But I mean, he's being singled out, it's fair to say, I think, for legitimate reasons at times. Like, he definitely goes over the line, I think, more than your average player. I don't think many people would really deny that at this point. So, you know, I think that it can be frustrating when, when things feel inconsistent, but I do think that, you know— I, I I think some of the national people are ridiculous with this. I don't think Tom Wilson should go to jail, for instance. Uh, But I do think that, you know, people saying that, like, let's get – let's cut this out of the NHL and maybe, like, suspending Wilson will help with that. I think that that can be a legitimate point, and I think it's not worth totally tuning that argument out. It's not – I think you can argue with it, and I think it's important that in this debate that we don't frame everyone who might have a disagreement on this as automatically a bad person, but You know, I think that it's definitely worth having that debate and it's something that we all kind of need to think about how we can make the game safer, not just at an NHL level, but what happens in the NHL level reverberates down to lower levels of sports, too, because people watch the NHL and what they do on these really matters. So, you know, I think that it's important to kind of put that broader context in it. And I know that that was way too long of a thought about Tom Wilson, but I've been thinking about this all afternoon. So there you go. That's my that's my Wilson take.
1: Yeah. I I mean, my, my thought on Wilson is that um, he's crossed the line too many times. Um, I think that he is certainly shown kind of a uh, just a, a lack of thought. Um, You know, he's not really thinking about what he's doing. He's just reacting. Um, I completely agree that the, the kick or, or whatever is, is not, material. I mean, it's, it's not, you have to really squint hard to try to see it on the replay and not think that it was just a a guy trying to stay up on his skates uh, or, or, you know, keep himself protected. And, um, Yeah. And I mean,
0: let's, let's say that even he kicked
1: him, right. Let's say that.
0: Does that give Wilson the excuse to punch someone in the back ahead of him in a prone position? No, of course it doesn't. Right. Like, come on. That's just common sense there. I think.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, the one thing, though, about about the Wilson hit, which is so, and and again, this stuff does happen all the time. I truly believe that this type of stuff happens all the time. The Panarin stuff, it's ridiculous that 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 part is what people are keying in on, because that is the part that, as you said, Panarin jumped on his back. We see that a million times a, a season, right? I mean, almost every game, there's something like that. And if it wasn't Tom Wilson, no one's talking about it. Yes. Uh, and that kind of get reads me brings me to the second point, which is kind of the the white Knight syndrome of hockey twitter fans and I, I think this is kind of a thing that I know is irritating a lot of people in the caps community. It's these people that are parachuting in any anytime there's anything to do with Tom Wilson that magically shut up when it's any other player you know we. We talk about the example I used on Twitter was Brad Marchand when he had his cross check to the back of the head of, I don't even remember what team it was, but he did that play about two days after he went on a long rant about Tom Wilson. I mean, just the double standard uh, among hockey fans is is staggering. And obviously as Capitals fans, we give Tom Wilson more of a pass most of the time. But I mean, I just told all, all of our listeners and you what I thought about his play. And what I thought about kind of how he's been playing the game. I mean, I think he's got to clean it up. I I, I truly believe that he is getting very close to Matt Cook levels of notoriety. I mean, he hasn't really yeah. ended careers like Matt Cook had, but he's getting kind of close. And we'll yeah, and to you feel there. like he's he's one.
0: I mean, like let's say the Oscar Sundquist hit happens now. How how long do you think he gets suspended for? Like. like a half year, a whole year, like that would be on the table and as it should be at this point.
1: Yeah, I I mean, Alan May brought it up really well where he said there were plenty of other hits in Wilson's career that he could have got suspended for that he didn't get suspended for. And now the NHL is kind of trying to play catch up and and that's why he got suspended against the Bruins. And here in this instance, I mean, they didn't suspend him. But if it hadn't been Tom Wilson, there would have been no one talking about it. So I, I, I mean, I mean, those, those are my thoughts on it. It's um, it's certainly stressful as a Capitals fan to feel like it's your guy always in the limelight. But I mean, he's putting himself there. He, he's not, he's not a martyr. Uh, I know some of our listeners didn't love Alan May's cancel culture. You know, they, they don't <laughs> believe that it's cancer, but uh, I mean, like guys, the mob is coming for Tom Wilson. Part of it's on him uh but 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 i'd hope that yeah, people I
0: mean, can i kind of talk about the white knight theory real quick and i because i agree with you it, it could be frustrating i do think that it's worth separating it out just a little bit in terms of i think that it's fair to say that okay like wilson's now had this situation we just talked about how he's been on the border of this for years like it Like, if you want to argue, okay, he's been on the border and we want the NHL to change, like, let's do that. And I think there are people that are, I think, pretty consistent in terms of if there's a bad hit, like, let's throw the rule book at him. And I think that's a legit take. And it's one that. Frankly, I have sympathy for like I, I mean, as a as a law student, actually, one of the things I did in law school was develop like a concussion protocol and CTE. That was actually something I worked on. So, you know, I, I think that I'm willing to have sympathy for that argument. I do get the kind of hypocrisy thing. And, you know, I think it's worth saying, like, all right, like, if you're going to say Wilson shouldn't do this, and he shouldn't, and I think we just say that, like, let's also say, all right, let's, like, make this equal around the NHL and start really knocking these games up. And I think that that's going to require, I think, a rethink in terms of how the Department of Player Safety handles these. I think I, I and a lot of people have said that they need to have more clear and consistent guidelines and have it less be a situation by situation thing. I know that can be really difficult because in each hockey hit, there can be a million different pieces of context that it can be hard to have strong guidelines on. But at the same time, I think when you're able to at least kind of have a rough guide in terms of how these things come, Then, you know, I think that that can at least help a little bit with some of this and then it can help you kind of apply the different nuances and context to it, because I think the way we have it right now is frustrating because I think that the rules can at times be inconsistently applied based on kind of different doctrines. And that can be frustrating, I think, for both non-Capital fans, but also Capitals fans, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, hockey's also a bit of a backwards sport where the length of the suspension varies uh, based upon injury, which is, yes. uh, it, you know, the, the outcome of a hit does not determine its cleanliness.
0: I mean, so, if Pavel Buchnevich is out on a stretcher, Wilson's probably gone for the rest of the postseason, right? Well, like, would we say that?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably. But again, because, yeah, I mean, but that would have, it, it was a scrum. I truly believe it was a scrum, but it, it's Wilson. He's got to be better. I mean, we we yes. heard about it, Peter Laviolette. Big thing is, all eyes are on Tom. He's got to know it. I mean, Alan May said it. I mean, everyone's saying it. I don't know why he can't get ahead. I mean, the guy is supposed to be the heir apparent to the captaincy of the team, and frankly, what he's doing sometimes is embarrassing.
0: Well, and I mean, the stuff about like, I mean, it was funny to do like the oh, look at him in the penalty box and all that, but it was also just really fucking stupid, right? Like. I don't like what good did that do anyone? It was just dumb, and I like I, I just you know I know that we want NHL players to have fun, but I think skating on the great like on the like you know and the aftermath and like doing all this dumb jock shit about oh I just knocked this guy out. Look at how big and tough I am. It's just fucking stupid, and like I just have no time or patience for that,
1: frankly. Yeah, I mean I I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't mind. Like he, the Panarin, the, no one was talking about the Panarin thing. No. After, ha, until like an hour and a half later. Because that's when like, or whenever it became clear Panarin wasn't coming back. And I, I mean, because Superstar no
0: player, yada, yeah, yada. You know, yeah.
1: But that wasn't what was being talked about because it wasn't what was considered dirty. It wasn't until after the fact and someone went back and looked at the replay 18 times that it became a thing. But I, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this topic. I, uh, yeah, my final <laughs> summary on this is what Tom Wilson did was bad. He needs to stop doing it. But people need to stop being so hypocritical. And if you're going to come after one of them, you have to go after all of them. It, like, people are trying to score social media points by just, like, tweeting about Tom Wilson. I mean, bully for you. Uh, you're not wrong. Like, most of these takes are not far off about him. But my, oh, my, like. Go be- on a walk.
0: It's okay. You don't need to be on Twitter all the time. I promise.
1: Yeah, they, they, I, I mean, just be consistent. <laughs> and, and like <laughs> talking about, yeah. um, or go on
0: walks. Walks are always nice. I recommend them. Although it's raining all day in Columbus today, so I guess I'm a
1: hypocrite. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully that wasn't too disjointed for our listeners. Um, it was a bit all over the place for us, but it's a very high uh, energy topic. Uh, let's talk about a guy who came in. Another guy who, another Russian superstar who left the game. Uh, and that was Ovechkin. Ovechkin left after just one shift in. Uh, the game against the Rangers, it, it, like at first there was in my mind, my thought was all oh, OV's in only because of this Kuznetsov and Samsonov missing a practice or whatever and we'll, or meeting and we'll get on that later, but now it looks like Ovechkin was feeling good early in the day. They were going to put him in the lineup, put him on the ice and then he wasn't feeling well and took him off immediately. Um... But I, I'm starting to get worried that this is a serious thing for Ovechkin, and that it's going to be a much uh, very unlikely that we see him at 100% this season. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't obviously we don't know what it is, but you, I, I don't like when it gets worse throughout the day. The guy gets on the ice and he has to get off. So, what are your thoughts on Ovechkin?
0: Right? Yeah, I mean,
1: it. OK, so I have
0: this could have I think there's a bunch of different ways that this could have happened. And I think that there's two kind of ways that I, I choose to think about it. One is you could it could have been the case that Peter Laviolette and the coaching staff told Ovechkin, you know, look like we'll give this a shot, but we've clinched a playoff spot already. If you feel anything less than 100 percent bag it, it's not worth it. Like, that very well could have been what happened. And LaViolette kind of in his presser afterwards was kind of noncommittal about that. You know, he said, all right, like, you know, we this is precautionary and yada yada, but that's, it's, you know, not ideal. So, But that, that could have happened. Or this could be, as you said, that this is a guy who is now 35 and who's basically been indestructible throughout his whole career, but— I mean, it could nag. Ovechkin's played with nagging injuries before, but it's easier to do that when you're 28 than when you're 35. And that's going to be really difficult. And I think it's going to potentially, if he is playing through something, uh, you would think he's going to do whatever he can to play in the playoffs. But if he's at less than 100% effectiveness, he's already not the fastest player anymore. Like that could really affect him. It could affect him defensively. It could affect him in a lot of ways. And it could really require the caps to rethink his role a little bit in a way that might require them to, uh, you know rejigger the top lines a little bit potentially even if it gets that bad so I don't really know at this point and it's going to be interesting I don't think he's going to come back the rest of the year but I guess we don't really know at this point Laviolette has said that he's probably not going to play Wednesday which doesn't surprise anyone here of course but I don't know I think there's just a lot of open question at this point about Ovechkin and kind of whether he's healthy or not but I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this too Adam
1: uh, yeah i mean i i I'm just kind of really concerned at this point. I mean it's not uh, at first I thought they were holding him out more for precaution um i i mean it, it feels weird to me that they would put him on the ice and then after one shift, it's just okay no. you know yeah. it, it just, particularly when you only have eleven skaters that night, yeah, but that's kind of on the team i mean that that originally I was pretty. I, I don't know. Part of me still thinking, like, did they only play him because they decided that Kuznetsov had to learn a lesson? And if that's the case and that injured him more or something like that, that's just uh, beyond pretty stupid. Pretty stupid, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> beyond stupid. I mean, you couldn't even talk about how stupid that is without— And,
0: and laviolette has been the coach for a million years. Like, I think I'm willing to say, like, I think the odds that that was the case I think are probably pretty low. Uh,
1: I don't know about that. I feel like Labialet— Villette- okay. More of a... One of those coaches that would be pretty... Gong, like, if he thought... And they said, remember, Ovechkin felt good in the morning. He did. That it was kind of a... You know he's okay to go. Maybe we would give him another day, but you know now we got like Kuznetsov and Simsonov missed the meeting. Let's let's cut him out of the lineup. That presses Ovi into action, and then all of a sudden he's not feeling good as the day goes on. But again, this is a hundred percent conjecture, not based at all in reality. And please, nobody go out there and like take it that I've got some source or anything like that. I don't. I'm just spitballing, and because <laughs> to me it just kind of it, it's just the circumstances.
0: Hey, for, once, for once it's me giving peter laviolette the benefit of the doubt on this podcast not yeah I, I <laughs> you know. were jp so hey there you go the, gotta, the, gotta the, mix it up every the, once in a while
1: yeah the circumstances just are we're, we're, we're all sorts of messed up i mean uh, i really hope Ovi comes back soon i hope it's nothing serious i hope this isn't like a hip or a or some other similar related injury where it's going to require surgery off season you know something like that um just, yeah, you hope it's
0: not a groin, right? Or like a hernia yeah. or something. Like, I mean, the the hernia, of course, is kind of what destroyed uh, Brooks My, Mike's effective career yeah. and you know, a bunch of other people too that we could think of. Oh, Carl Osner, I think another one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he, you you he hope it's not that, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, But it, it's just it's brutal. I don't know if you remember the story about Carl Osner after saying he could no longer open a jar. Yes. Yeah. So that was. And then Montreal gave him that big contract. So
0: oh, uh, no. Montreal got to do that, and uh, they, I, I think, are still paying it off, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about something that is completely, well, not completely unrelated, but um, we got some questions from our listeners today. We did. They delivered. They did – almost none of them were really hockey-related, so <laughs> – uh, so Or wanted us are, to
0: talk about uh, Wom Tilson, I think. I think we, we had a couple of those. Uh, maybe I seek those out, but there you go.
1: Yeah, so if we <laughs> – we're going to give uh, our listeners a chance. If you guys want to pop off and don't want to listen to what other fans had to ask, that's cool. If not, uh, we're going to press on here a little bit. Um well, maybe should we take a break
0: real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll go back on the other side.
1: Fine, Greg. Have hey,
0: yeah. Look at look at me. I still I still have a little bit of hosting instinct with me. So uh, with that, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, stay tuned on the other side for some questions by Caps fans.
1: All right. Since Greg has places to be, let's go through some of our great questions from our listeners. Eric Fingerhut had uh, my personal favorite. He was asking. What drives my love of Steve Kornacki? Oh, I can't lo- wait to
0: hear this one because I, I
1: also up, love Steve though, Kornacki. So. who Steve Kornacki is? Steve Kornacki is the board guy for uh, former. Uh, he used to be mainly on MSNBC. He was, uh, you know, on election night coverage. He's the guy that goes in and he he, he pulls up a, you know, some little small ass district that no one gives a shit about, and he's able to tell you how many votes usually come in from there. Uh, what percentage last time went to the Democrat? What percentage last time went to the Republicans? You know, splits all this stuff 15 different ways. And he starts you seen the of,
0: Leslie Jones video where she talked about Steve Kornacki?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. That's, it was A-plus my, material. My my wife will, gives me a hard time about how much I like Steve Cornacki Because he is, like, my favorite. I don't know what it is. I've never been this, like, enjoyed. Or I've never had this much joy just watching some, like some nerd up there i mean maybe it's a <laughs> spirit like that's kind of how i like to look at stuff and that's how he looks at it and
0: you're living yeah. vicariously through him as a fellow nerd right yeah i
1: i, I don't know i just i just like it <laughs> he just seems like a likable guy and uh it's it's, it's the nerdiness so i'm yeah. actually very excited that on wednesday he's going to be on nbc sports washington prior to the game breaking down the capitals first round. wait really time. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's, that's yeah,
0: that's 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 awesome. All right, I'm yeah. really, I'm
1: stoked about that.
0: Can I also let me say real quick, uh, as a queer Washington Capitals fan and just a, like a queer, it's always cool like Steve Kornacki openly gay and all that, and actually has written very movingly about that. So it's also cool just to see people like that in media because it's still I I think obviously gay acceptance has come a long way in recent years, but it's still ways to go, and uh, it's always cool to kind of see a prominent figure out like that too.
1: And Steve Kornacki is like the only nerd ever to have like a profound impact on sales. I don't know if you remember, Gap said they saw like a two hundred percent bump in yes, yes. Uh, it's like
0: his like his uh, button down and uh, you know his little suit thing. It was it was adorable. And uh, I, I the, the clip where he got the math exactly right in the di- in like one of these Pennsylvania districts is. Uh, Really was like a sight to behold. It was incredible. So that's, uh, it's cool, like, just to see people, like, clearly enjoying what they're doing on television, because I will admit, I do not watch watch much cable news. Uh, I've actually seen it kind of destroy the brains of people who I love and care about at times. So I think that it's, uh, it's cool to see someone actually enjoy it and just use it for, use their, like, nerdy powers for good on cable news, because it's pretty rare.
1: Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's he's usually not giving you any sort of opinion. It's just kind of these are the numbers. So big fan. Extrapolate. He enjoy uh, to watch. So good. good go. Even good for us. I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad to see that he's really been able to to move over to sports and he's spending a hell of a lot of time on it. Uh, he did football. He did uh, the Kentucky Derby and now he's uh, doing some more hockey stuff. So pretty cool uh, for him. Awesome. Yeah. Let's move on. Next question we got here. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm not gonna ask you about your cat. Oh, you're
0: not gonna ask me
1: about Milo? No, I mean, I mean you can. All right, fine. Yeah, you can talk about Milo. <laughs> talk talk right. about your cat. Go All right, I will,
0: I will keep this in 30 seconds, okay? Uh, three, two, one. Uh, so I have a cat named Milo. I got him in Cincinnati. He is adorable. Uh, there's actually a friend of the podcast, Jacob Rash, has actually met him. And uh, he is the biggest, most adorable cat you will ever meet. And uh, I have a million photos of him if you ever want him. He's currently live or want photos of him. Uh, he is currently living with my parents in D.C.
1: There you go. Was that okay? Uh, yeah, it was great. All right. Um, All right. <laughs> This is from Tyler, Tyler Anderson, um, who we've mentioned on this podcast multiple times. Assuming yeah. health, what's our ideal playoff lineup, and what do we think Lavulette ends up doing? Um, essentially, who would we sit out of Sprong, Raffle, and Hathaway, and do we try to get Trevor Van Roomsdyke in on D? Um, I'll start with this one. I put Sprong in, and I take Raffle out. Um, I don't really understand all the love of raffle i think that it like i don't see why he's so much better than a um oh my god i'm blanking on his name for some reason help me help me greg who'd we who'd we trade with verona uh the mantha no 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 Who, oh the Pan- Ponick, sorry, Pan, Ponick. Ponick, yes Ponic's name was just slipping my mind for some there reason you. just That's like okay. he slipped his way out of the lineup so <laughs> uh Sprong is literally scoring almost every single game. Raffle is fine. I don't think he's bad, but I just, I don't know. Alan May say he's really good. I think he's Raffle's going to be the guy that gets in the lineup because I think that's Laviolette's thing. He likes guys that play that way. Uh, for me, it'd be Sprong. I think you have to go with the defenseman that got you there. Uh, TVR has looked good, and I'm very happy the Capitals have him as a 7th D. Um, that's where I stand on it. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I've been pretty clear that I I I can see why people like Raffle. Actually, like I, I like the way he plays the game, right? He is yeah. very kind of determined and all that. But I, if we saw it on a breakaway yesterday against the Rangers, he just kinda of doesn't have the skill set to consistently produce points and Unless the, I, I think I tweeted this uh, like a few days ago. If the goal of hockey remains to score more goals than the other team, then I think Daniel Sprong is a better player for that because Sprong can score. And frankly, his possession metrics aren't great. They're they're not bad, but they're not great. But I, like I, you, you, at a certain point, we say the Caps need scoring depth, and they really do. And I think that he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna provide that. Needless to say, more than Raffle. And I mean, look, I mean. <laughs> In terms of Hathaway, I I would love to see Laviolette try to experiment on the fourth line. Uh, I think it's kind of strange that he has kept that line together through hell or high water, but it's a moot point at this point, frankly. He's not breaking that lineup, so you know I think that's kind of what is what it is. In terms of TVR, I I it's tough because he's looked really good with Dylan, and like it's it's funny to think that Dylan because I think a lot of people had him pegged as a stay-at-home defenseman. That never really fit with me because Dylan doesn't stand in one place for very long. He moves in a lot of ways, maybe not in the most effective ways, but he does move a lot. So I think that TBR actually is kind of a good anchor to Dylan. That said, I... You know, like the Caps have won a lot of games with the way they've kind of done it in terms of, uh, you know, putting uh, Schultz in there and all that. And I don't really know how you would uh, put TVR in without either sitting Schultz or Dylan. And there's just been no indication that LaViolette has any interest in doing that. That said, Schultz was out yesterday. He hasn't been 100 percent, I think, for a while now. And that's pretty clear both in eye test wise, but also analytics wise, where he's looked awful from that standpoint. So if he's not 100%, then I think it's absolutely worth looking at. But if he is, and Tyler's question did assume perfect health, I think it's hard to really say that, uh, you know, ideally, I probably would find a way to see if we could sneak him in. But just realistically, I think it's hard to say that Laviolette wouldn't
1: try to put Schultz in there instead. Yeah, no, I I understand that completely. Um, All right, what else we got on here? uh da, 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 da. <laughs> let's talk about am not gonna talk about why wilson was maligned. isn't the most wrongfully maligned person in hockey can we, can we talk okay. about like real quick it was, like, I we posted the story on Jaber's ring today, and it was, like,
0: I, I saw, like, at least 10 comments, and needless to say, there's been a lot more. <laughs> it's, like, all Capitals fans I saw on there were, like, wow, like, I can't believe this poor Tom Wilson got suspended for, or got, got fined $5,000, uh, It's uh, which I thought was uh, a tad silly, but, you know, is what it is at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, Wilson is not an unfair victim, guys. I'm sorry. He's yeah. not. I mean, we, we just talked about why. If you got any, if you don't agree with it, please, like, reach out. We can reach out on Twitter. Give me, like... Just
0: direct it all to Stringham. Don't direct it to me. I've had enough Yeah, to- like,
1: if you've if you got real thoughts about it, like, people have real thoughts about it, I'd like to hear them. But, like, if it's, you know, like, the tribal nature of it, I mean, we got to try to be better than that. Like, it's... Yeah. All right, that's all i got on that one. Um, <laughs> all right, well, last, last thing, then. Do you have any thoughts on, like, there's rumblings that Sam Stonehub and Kuznetsov might be held out again. For their yep. Wednesday night game against the Rangers.
0: Yeah, it sure seems I, like I that's possible, doesn't it?
1: I don't understand why a guy, why they'd be missing two games for being late to a team meeting. So what do you, you, what are you thinking, Greg? Is there more going on here that meets the eye?
0: I mean, it's tough, and Laviolette's really cryptic answer. I think it was today about exactly what what happened is not super clear and it leads you to think that yeah, like maybe there is other stuff going on. I mean, he said, I think it was that they we need to work on things in the room, which I like, I mean, I will I will fully admit that from Kuznetsov's perspective, I actually don't really see it with his on ice play. I actually think he's been very good this year. Samsonov, needless to say, has been very inconsistent. And uh, you know, I think that it's on ice play you can maybe say, okay, something might be a little weird with him, but I, like, I mean, it's just always tough with the stuff in the room because you know that there's context that we don't know about. And I will be for I'll be perfectly candid on this podcast. I don't pull punches. I don't know that much about this. Um, I, I mean, you look at Kuznetsov, at least like this has now been a few times that he's had issues off the ice. Uh, I don't want to bring up the cocaine suspension again, but like it's just now it's been a few things. Um. It, combined with definitely suspect defensive effort at times in his career so you know it's not like either one of them has uh, earned the benefit of the doubt so it very well could be something else in the room but i i don't know about it and i adam i would imagine you probably don't either
1: nope no clue what's going on um but just doesn't uh I, don't know. I mean,
0: I I will say, like, if you want to pull this kind of crap right now, if you're La Violette, like now is the time to do it, right? The Caps have a you know, like a they're gonna make the playoffs. Uh they I don't I don't really think it matters too much, frankly, about where they play or who they play. Uh maybe you say you want the Islanders, okay, and maybe you don't want the Penguins, but I like I mean, do I really think the difference is all that big between these teams? Not really. So I, like, I I think if you're a lobby, you you look at these last four or five games and you're kind of like, all right, I want to get this team thinking and playing the the quote unquote right way uh, and the right way in his system. And so maybe maybe now is when you kind of do these and uh, do these kind of things. And for the last couple of games, you try to see if you can have as normal of a lineup as you can going into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's as long as you're not putting a unhealthy guy in the lineup because you're, you know disciplining other players let's uh you know do what you gotta do Laviolette try to get them the win and uh and they did
0: i mean i will say this like they played 10 skaters for a lot of the night last night and uh and they were at nine during certain parts of it right so you know at least nine forwards and they they helped they were like 80 percent goal like expected goal share against the rangers and like deserved to win that game so that was super impressive. Like I, we haven't talked much today, uh, for good reason, about actual Capitals hockey, but that was super impressive. And very quietly, they're at a 51.5% expected goals and are still leading the league in 5-on-5 shooting percentage. So you you look at that profile and you say, if they can get even average goal heading, this is a team that could go on a run.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see what they can do. I mean, honestly, it's it's uh. It's tough to watch them at sometimes. Um,
0: yeah, I called I, the second period from yesterday the bad place, but they again actually looked. If you look at the underlying numbers, they actually looked pretty good
1: again. Yeah, yeah, they did. I, I think it's just sometimes it looks like there isn't a lot of creativity on the ice right now with all with without the skilled players in the lineup. Um yeah. and, and I mean that that just is what it is. I mean, winning is is the ultimate cure. I mean, just ask any New Jersey Devils fan from. Uh, when they essentially tried to ruin the sport. And um, and
0: they succeeded. <laughs> they they so, didn't just try. They succeeded in ruining the sport for at least, like, until the until the lockout of 05. So uh, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the last question I'm going to answer. This is from Tyler Anderson again. Uh, he asked about how being a dad has, like, changed kind of hockey for me or changed kind of my viewing habits or, or anything like that. Um, yeah, let me know been... about this too, by the way. I'm
0: curious about this one.
1: So it's been it is different um mainly I mean part of it was also like to be frank with a lot of our listeners like when the capitals won the cup I mean we, we just did a lot less episodes the next season. I think there was just a lot less um that fire kind of goes down um sure. because we get the capitals won, and I feel like. Uh, it was coming back up and then uh, Elizabeth was born and the fire also kind of like went down a little bit. Like I still, you know, I'm still watching all the games, but you know, there's more important things in life, like things that are in my control and things that, you know, if I do a bad job is going to have a tangible impact on like my daughter for the rest of her life and like stuff like that. Um, like being a parent's stressful. I mean, it, 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 it takes up a lot of mental and emotional energy that, I probably was spending a lot of that on hockey, especially when I was younger. Um, you know, just, just watching, getting fired up about, I mean, I still got very fired up today talking about Tom Wilson, but. <laughs>
0: you did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to prop you at all. You just, you just were ready to go
1: about that one. Yeah. But I, I mean, it. I mean, it is different, but I mean, I'm still able to watch the game and enjoy the games. Um, you know, like I don't watch as many like, um, like side things as i probably would have used to like i used to probably watch a lot more like out of market well i'm not in market anymore but like non-capitals games um but it you know it's it's just part of life i i, I think and uh you know, yeah like,
0: i mean and it's also it's again like this is part time for us right exactly so it's yeah. not like, like, like for fun yeah. like
1: we're not we're not we're not doing this like we're not like coming home with a bag every night ever after we do a podcast like I mean, we essentially we do this for free. Like we co- we like cover our expenses, and and that that's and that's great. I mean, I love coming on and talking about hockey. I mean, that's why I still do this. Like yes. that's. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't do it anymore. I mean, it's. I think we're in year like four. I think for me of Japers Ring Radio. I mean, I think I'm in year seven maybe of doing podcasts in general. Like it's. I mean, we're at like over a fifth. I think, of I my- think
0: I've been doing this for like two years now. Or maybe a little. I think it's actually a touch longer because I think I. I started come i kind of bullied my way on i think in uh, in 2019 and uh, then uh, then thankfully uh you kind of just were like all right fine hey if greg does this less episodes i have to do so
1: yeah i mean that was part of <laughs> perhaps one and i kind of was like okay i'm okay with like kind of handing over the reins a little bit um yeah it, it, i mean it's been great um and elizabeth's still kind of too young for me to kind of share hockey with her like well so like well obviously she's only six month old six months old like she'll watch the game like if I get excited when they score she'll like kind of get excited a little bit when they score and like stuff like that's fantastic like she's aware but you know it, it's different I mean it's a question like I'll, I'll you know maybe I'll talk about it again like near Father's Day or something and and how if, if it's changed then and you know yeah. I mean I, like my dad and I watch I mean that's like sixty percent of what we talk about is probably hockey yeah you know? <laughs> so, um. I'm sure it will be a great thing, kind of. I,
0: I will say it's it's been interesting too because I've been doing this podcast well. I've also started dating someone overseas, and uh, I not to bore listeners too much with that, but I think it's also done a number in terms of my perspective on it too because uh, I have big things upcoming that uh, I've I think now announced or not, but I'm going to the Netherlands next year, uh, or actually starting in September, so. There you go. That's that big announcement. Not to pre- preempt anything Adam's been saying, but I, you know, I think that it's, I, you know, I think one of the things doing this podcast has been good is that y- you do it and then you're like, all right, like I got my thoughts out there and uh, I can now just kind of enjoy the sport and participate in the Twitter discourse as I choose. And I think Adam, you're really good. And I admire how on Twitter you're kind of able just to like dictate how you want to do things. And I think that that's a healthy thing for a decent segment of the Caps fan base to think about is just kind of letting engaging with social media on your own terms and realizing that there are bigger, much more important things out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely important. I mean, I uh, Tyler, if you're still listening at this point, I mean, you'll you'll do great. Don't don't worry about it. it won't make you not enjoy hockey anymore. Uh, if anything, it will make it a little easier to bounce back after a stupid <laughs> long Um
0: you can always that's, just look at look at your kid and be like, oh, "All right, there's a little bit more important things here than uh than a dumb 4-3 loss in overtime or something."
1: Yeah, interestingly, that like, JP and I had talked about cuz you know, when when Elizabeth first came out, like he and I were talking about kind of how that would change stuff and 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 that's kind of what he told me would happen and and it is what happened. So, he was once again proven right in his analysis. Um so yeah good, yeah good people people
0: love hearing jp we got to get him on more because uh it's every every episode we have with jp is like are consistently among our most listened to episodes so uh i know he'll love to hear that so there you well, go
1: we're, we're not very far from 200 episodes and when we get there i was thinking about going back and looking at kind of you know like listens by guest and like i for a while i went and ran all those stats back uh i was really into it like when isabel came on it was like went up like 300 percent and stuff and when alan samantha
0: pell consistently is among yeah. our most listened to episodes although uh, you, you know who, you know who still has our most listened to episode at least in the in the modern era since we switched over our podcasting platform right
1: no actually i don't
0: it is chris watkins it was youing the chris watkins episode in uh the middle of 2019
1: actually i believe it might've been because we probably didn't record another one for like three months. So that
0: very well could be, but we, we love having Chris Watkins on
1: here. Yeah, it's, we it's, do. It's, I do love having, Chris on, yes. even when he's talking shit about the Caps and Tom Wilson. So,
0: Hey, well, I, I, I will say that's actually, I think the coolest part of doing this podcast in my yes. opinion is it gives us a chance to talk to hockey people that are way smarter than me. I, I think of both Chris Watkins and Corey Snyder on there too, who we're, I think going to probably have on soon, hopefully, uh, that's, I think, the coolest part of this podcast is we just get to talk to people that know a lot more and haven't actually be their jobs to watch other teams so they can give us the perspective that sometimes our cap-centric focus can miss.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's been a been a blessing. I mean, it, it is definitely part of the best thing about doing this for fun is like, getting to talk to people who don't. So. And, uh, hey, it pays
0: my bar bill every, every month, so there you go. There you go. Which is a bit smaller because of the pandemic, but
1: there you go. Yeah. Well let, let's wrap this bad boy up, Greg. I mean, we've been kinda of going on here a bit. I'm not even sure how many of our listeners will be left, but um people hey, love uh, this stuff,
0: actually. In all seriousness, people do. But uh, uh, are you gonna ask me to promote my things?
1: No, because I already think they know your stuff. I mean you're right, Greg there. Young underscore JR or something like that. Yes, Greg, Greg, y, underscore Greg J. y underscore Jr. I looked yeah, it there up to you confirm. Go. They, <laughs> I think just
0: if you're listening 45 minutes into this podcast where we've just been rambling about our personal lives, you probably follow one of us on Twitter. But uh, if you don't, then uh, then mazel. I mean, mazel tough to you. That's uh, quite, a, quite a commitment there.
1: Yeah, and um, to answer uh, Kevin's question, Valken and the Winter Soldier was great. Definitely thought it could have used a bit of a tune-up at the very end. But I do not want to spoil it, so I'll leave it there. Um, so on behalf of Greg and myself, thanks for listening to this episode of drink Radio. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys taking a lot of time out of your busy day. Um, always feel free to reach out to us, mainly me on Twitter, Greg, uh, Greg thinks he's above you guys now. So, um, <laughs> of course, start. of course, obviously, <laughs> uh, uh, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and, uh, thanks again, everybody. Have a good day.